You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. So much to celebrate for Mumbai tonight. A victory over Bangalore at home. More importantly, a six-wicket victory with over three and a half overs to spare, which helps them jump five spots in the points table and take the takes them. to third with a boost to their net run rate as well which will come very very handy in a couple of weeks time with me of course is ayaz mamun ayaz i haven't envied you being in the stands to watch matches this season but tonight i would have liked to be there to watch this completely <laughs> dominating show from mumbai yes and you missed one of the you know most magnificent knocks that you can see in the t20 format <laughs> outrageous batting outrageous hitting by surya kumar yadav completely completely deflated bangalore the way he batted at one point in time it seemed after rohit sharma uh, who got out very early and ishan kishan got out two wickets down and it seemed that mumbai yes they've got a very strong batting lineup long batting lineup and this was their home pitch it was a flat flat track but even so chasing 200 is never easy they needed a big partnership you know towards towards the middle order or in the middle order after losing two wickets and they got it through sky and bodera young bodera who also batted quite brilliantly i thought but really the show, the, the show and the night belong to sky <laughs> i'll just take you all through the scores before we go back to ayaz uh, rohit sharma elected to bowl first and gave jason bend off the first over which worked brilliantly as he got virat kohli out on the fifth ball he he then sent back anuj rawat in the third over and bangalore were 20 for 2 after 3 After that, though, Faf to Plessy and Glenn Maxwell forged a solid 120 run stand before uh, both scoring half centuries before Burndoff once again got Mumbai the breakthrough. Maxwell out on 68, a wicket each fell in the next two overs with Lamroe going on one and Faf on 65, and the team was eventually restricted to 199 for six in 20 overs. Mumbai's chase. Uh, got to 44 41 for none in four overs before hasaranga got ishan out on 42 and rohit on 7 both in the fifth over surya kumar yadav and nehal vadera do entertain the vankade stadium with beautiful shots and a 140 run partnership got that got mumbai to within eight runs of victory when surya got out on a, a 35 ball 83 vadera do was around till the end hitting a six to get the team past the finish line i asked this chase was um so clinical i mean if you forget rohit's wicket this is just how it's done isn't it with 21 balls to spare yes i think this was a fabulous performance by mumbai because they were under pressure too don't forget despite playing at home and having a very strong batting lineup they had conceded 199 and at a time at at one t- time when fab duplessis and glen maxwell were going hammer and tongs it might it appeared that they might have to chase maybe 215 220 even 225 but to mumbai's credit they pulled things back and i thought at that point in time the, the latter half of the innings i thought rohit's captain the team really well and in the last over they conceded only 5 runs that can make such a big difference you know the score is 215 or 199 it makes a world of a difference to the team batting second including of course the team that is going to bowl so i, I thought that mumbai in you know on a pitch like this they must have been mentally prepared to concede about 180 190 and yes if it comes to it even 200 but 200 we can chase down if we bat well now batting well of course is always the crucial you know question and when ishan kishan and rohit got out early it seemed that mumbai might be in in serious trouble but uh, you know 
Sunil Kumar Yadav, I can just marvel at the kind of knocks that he plays and the strokes that he plays. And, you know, just when it seemed that, you know, he's, he's been doing it for a year, year and a half now, Mandra. So, it's inexhaustible, the range and repertoire of strokes he's got. And he just doesn't cease to amaze you. Fantastic knock. Is it? Is there any news asking you a separate question on who your player of the match was? <laughs> Beg the question. <laughs> okay, let's just move to uh, Bombay's bowling and then I'll go back to their batting. Akash Madhwal made his uh, league debut last week against Punjab when he came in as an impact player and conceded 37 in three overs against Chennai three days back. Was given uh, what turned out to be the penultimate over and conceded just four and picked the wicket of Devon Conway. And today, Rohit gave him the final over when Hasaranga was swinging his bat quite a bit and, you know, he managed to just concede six runs. That was quite impressive and it also sort, sort of set the tone for what was to come in the next in, in Mumbai's innings then, right? Yeah, I think that must have been such a confidence booster for the for the fielding team, which is going to bat like within a few minutes. You know, you have a young bowler who's come in and just concedes only six runs. But I, I you know, I and this is a pattern that one must uh, you know understand that yes, Bangalore made 199, which is you know sent the team the other team 200 to chase, but they didn't have a main you know main order batsman or a, a frontline batsman batting towards the end, and that cost them I think. 15, 17, 18, 20 runs. You know, Dinesh Karthik getting out, not staying till the end, was a big dif- made a big difference. Virat didn't get going at all, so you know you can't count him in on this. He has other issues, but Maxwell and Fab Duplessis and Karthik was the other batsman who could have done something, and neither of them was there till the end. Unlike say Sky, who was virtually there till the end, and Vadera, of course, was there and finishing it off with a six. Uh, just talk about uh, Nihal Vadera also a little bit. His second straight half century of the season, new to the domestic circuit, I think made his debut just this year and Mumbai gave him an opportunity and he just came good today. I mean, he he was there till the end, hitting that six to make the team cross the finish line. Yes, and you know, you didn't feel the absence of Tilak Varma because Vadera as a <laughs> left-hander just completely filled that slot so beautifully. He's a powerfully built guy and, uh, you know, I mean, so he's been, in both the times he's made half centuries he's been talking the ball on either side of the wicket. So, he's obviously not just a ground stroke player, you can't afford to be in T20, but he's got the punch and the power to hit the ball over the fence frequently and that's a big asset in this format. I have to ask a question I don't think you'll want to answer. Uh, we did sort of talk about this in the last game, but Rohit Sharma's form, um, I'm not going to ask you if he should drop himself because <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> but if, because, you know, captains have been known to do that in the past. I think more recently it was Gautam Gambhir who did that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, at this stage in the tournament, like you said, you know, his captaincy is also like a big facet that he brings to the game, right? And at this point, would you want to do, you know, when things are moving on quite well, do you want to shake things up so much that you take your, yourself out and leave the team without a skipper? Or, or, you know, I mean, do you want to move things around so much or do you just continue giving yourself the opportunity? I would just, I mean, if I was in Rohit's shoes, I would just ignore all the clamour about his <laughs> form and continue to play the play the matches and, you know, do what best he can. Of course, he's out of form. You can see that he had very little rhythm or good rhythm. You're struggling to put bat to ball. But, you know, captaincy is such a vital, vital factor in the, in this format. We saw what happened to LSG when Krunal Pandya led the team. Now, Krunal is a fine cricketer, but he doesn't have enough captaincy experience. And, you know, you can't fault him too much. Rohit brings to the table his vast experience as a captain and vast, not just vast, but also successful, uh, you know, exploits as a captain. So, I, I think that without question, he should be playing. 
okay uh, this victory now like i said earlier helped mumbai jump five spots we were waiting for one team to just make that big jump all all weekend we kept saying teams are at number you know at 10 points 10 points and mumbai has gone ahead and done that so now they are at number 3 with 12 points uh, gujarat uh, now uh, in the first position with 16 chennai second with 13 then there's lucknow with 11 and then we have four teams at 8 and bangalore of course stay back at uh, and move down to number 7 with 10 points so this was a very very vital victory also because of the defeats they have had this season more recently the chennai loss then net run rate was in trouble so this victory with three and a half overs to spare is going to like really has helped the net run rate also a bit which will be a big factor right of course and i think they played with that in mind you know i mean they they hmm. chased down this target one eye on the net run rate obviously the first priority was to win the match get the points and then look for the net run rate but once that partnership flourished then i think they went you know into overdrive to make sure that the net run rate kind of zooms up and if their net run rate zooms up then bangalore's net run rate Com- completely kind of nose dives and that's that's what's happened in this match so uh much like rajasthan you know who who hit a, who started off really well and then have hit a slump uh bangalore are you know in a in a sense in a similar position they're stuck on 10 points for a while now aren't they and then now they are i mean they may still make the playoffs but they certainly can't i think finish in the top 2 Okay, speaking of playoffs and top two tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's game is the match between Chennai and Delhi. Chennai, of course, are second in the standings. Delhi occupy the bottom spot once again after Hyderabad won their last game. But Delhi have won four of the last five matches. One could say they're on a bit of a streak. But then Chennai is not the team you want to be playing if you want to move up the standings, right? Especially after the victory they had over Mumbai just a couple of days back. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking. it is chennai would be happier playing any other team except delhi because delhi have suddenly found some josh and have won <laughs> you know four matches on the trot and delhi because they are last placed they have you know very little to lose and everything to gain uh, they would still be in contention if they lose then obviously they can't make it i think into the playoffs at all mm-hmm. so it's going to be but yes the hardship coefficient for delhi is, is enormous because they're going to be playing in chennai i think Don't forget that Delhi have in Akshar Patel and Kuldeep Yadav two left-arm spinners who can make good use of the of the Chepauk track where Ravindra Jadeja otherwise is the undisputed king. So this could be an interesting match if Delhi's batting gets going. Okay, let's see if it does. And Delhi, of course, are have just played the ten matches, so they do have four matches left this season. Thank you so much, Ayas, for taking time out. Thank you. Catch up tomorrow. That was today's episode of the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd Khayal Jo Ghar Ko Ghar Banaye. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palod. And a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quinn's podcast. Hold up. 